things you own end up owning you. Minnesota. Cold as fuck. 20s today, you said? <laughs> Cold as fuck, bro. It warmed, oh. up a little, it warmed up a little bit last week. We got up to 40s. And I'm like, oh, it's spring, bro. Because it's uh. end, of Minis- or end of March. Like, okay, it's going to start to warm up. And then two days ago, it was like 10 degrees outside. Hurt to go outside. And now it's like back up to 20, but it's still shit outside. Like the car sounds like it's going to explode every time we go somewhere. Oh, yeah. I don't miss that. Waking up in the morning, taking like a hot cup of water, like just dashing it on my fucking windshield to get the snow <laughs> yeah. off. I don't get miss that at off. all. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. San Diego is where uh, that's where my heart is, man. Or L.A. and just going yeah? somewhere warm. Yep, how, that, that's why, it. why San Diego? Because that's my favorite city in California. I try I try to keep it on the lowdown. Try not to tell too many people about it because it's fucking, it's the best. <laughs> Man, I just, I went to go visit Dr. Tommy John there in La Jolla and uh, like, oh, no I just shit. fell in love. Yeah, I fell in love with it, man. Like that, uh, I was staring at this Airbnb that was just, it was like 40 bucks a night on the beach. Like I just woke up onto this like beautiful view of the beach and like the weather, it was never too hot. It was never too cold. I was like, bro, this is paradise. I just came from, and I went in the middle of winter in Minnesota too so i was like this this is perfect mm, mm, mm. dude you got to meet tommy i didn't know that how yep. was that what, what was that visit all about you just went out to meet with him or do a session with him or what'd you do yeah i just just went out to meet with him talk to him uh it was during i think it was during the start of COVID or something like that because my college i was working at a college at the time uh as a strength coach mm-hmm. and so we we were off for some reason and i just i'm like fuck it book it there um and yeah i got the train with him uh hang out with him for the week uh just a total like one of those dudes where you meet him and it's like that energy that he brings online you know like sometimes you meet people in real life you're like eh. you meet mm, this dude mm, and you're like mm. holy fuck like the the energy he brings online is a quarter of what it is that radiates off of him <laughs> in, like in real life and yeah so we just jay chilled i uh, was probably at his place for like eight hours straight like it was crazy um okay. just this... training with him talking to him hanging out with him yeah this is when he had his office because he closed that down since then Yep, is, yep, so this yeah. is recently or, or this, years ago? Two, this was two years ago, and then I went again uh, last year, I believe. I think it was last year. Make sure I got my timeline right. Before he closed, and then now he's, yep. he's, now he's gone. kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah. Yep, with the girl. He's a, he's a character. He's an intense guy. Yeah, man. I never met him. I, I'd love to. Um, I Yeah. I, I got to – what, what kind of things you pick up from him? Uh, the, I really love the, like – he has this principles board, but basically like his, his whole principle is like you heal you, which I, which I think was super powerful. And he probably took it a little like extreme in some of the things that he's going with, but like that, sure. that philosophy is so like powerful for me because it's like, you, you see these athletes in the, these clients that you work with, it's like anything wrong with them. It's somebody of authority tells them that is wrong with them. And they get stuck with this kind of diagnosis. And if you're not in the health world, like mm-hmm. these athletes, like everybody thinks these athletes are in the health world, in the sp- sports. No, bro. They want to go play games. Like they don't give a fuck. So somebody yeah. of authority tells them something. Um, They have a bad back. They have like, they need surgery. They need to go do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Somebody of authority tells them that they have no idea, bro. They're just listening. And it's like, okay, if it gets me to go play my game, I'm going to go do it. Mm-hmm. And you see these surgeries, like the uh, person, a uh, doctor, uh, PT, a chiro will meet with them for one day for mm-hmm. 20 minutes without knowing any background and be like you got to go get surgery and i've seen surgery <laughs> scheduled three days after they meet them i'm like bro just j chill and the amount of like backs are specific like the amount of backs where it's just like bro just like just hang out for two weeks just trust me for two weeks like mm-hmm. let's just get moving let's go do a couple things just two weeks that's all if, if it's still hurting after two weeks you go with your doctor you go do that and mm-hmm. the amount of times or it's just like it just settles down and it's just like you just relax and you don't have to overreact with it it's crazy. Uh, and, and like, we're stuck in this, like, 
diagnose and like fix like with a tool rather than just like you heal you just give it time and that's not with everything i'm not saying like that's cancer going in that sense because i think dr Tommy john goes in that route a little bit but sure sure like like those principles i think are super powerful and super empowering for athletes that like they just mm -hmm. don't they, they're not given that information they're, they're not given that side of the spectrum at, at all i feel like <sighs> yeah man it's um i don't know where i picked up that saying but you probably have heard it you know where it's like I don't even know the the analogies that they make, but it's something like you know, chefs cook, uh, carpenters you know hit, build wood, work with wood, and and surgeons cut. So it's like if you're gonna go to a surgeon, he's of course he's gonna tell you like let's you know let's cut you up, let's do this. And like you said, it's not to say that surgeries are never necessary and and don't ever go to a doctor. They're all bad. It's it's not saying that, but it's the same time like you said, just maybe give it some time. I feel like most people, including athletes don't take nearly enough time to explore their injury, where it came from, what kind of things have they been missing, how they can prevent it from happening again. I mean, has that been the case with you? A hundred percent. And well, mm. and it, it, it's tough too, because it's like something happened. And it's like for a lot of these athletes, they've put their whole life into being an athlete, their whole identity into being an athlete. And that that's a whole nother conversation of like, okay, how can you break that a little bit and understand it's a game you're playing. But for a lot of these kids, it's like, well, for a lot of them, it was an escape from where they were. A lot of them, it's an opportunity to go to where they want to go. And they have an injury and it's instant. It's like, oh, fuck, you see your entire identity shatter in front of your eyes. And then it's instant reaction. Like in, in, in that moment, it's fight or flight, instant reaction. Like who, who, who what, what can I do? How can I get this back? How can I do this? So you're just listening to whatever. So, and then, then you have somebody again, it's like, yeah, it's like my the thing I always say is like, never ask a barber for a haircut from the seam to leave. Like he talks about that too. Like, of course they're going to tell you yes. But it's like, you are so reactionary in that moment. You are so fight or flight in that moment that you're going mm. to anybody that can tell you that they can fix you. And of course, again, of course the surgeon's going to tell you they can fix you. And I'm sure, again, I don't believe it's a lot of like, ill intent either like if you're a surgeon you went through years of school and you actually believe you can fix people that doesn't mean you're right though you know like mm -hmm. there's a lot of studies especially with backs where it's showing that like rest and placebo have the same exact effects as surgery you know and it's like so yeah. if you don't have to intervene don't intervene and that's where it's just like giving the athletes when they're in that reactionary fight or flight just just a just an option just an mm -hmm. option to be like okay just breathe like mm -hmm. we're gonna be fine it's gonna be a two-week thing we're going to move yeah. it. We're going to get through and you're not going to have to like lose your whole identity. You're not going to lose your career based off it. Cause when you're in pain, that's all you can think about is like, yeah. Oh fuck. I, I'm not, never going to get out of pain. I'm never going to move the same way. And you see these athletes, like you see it, like they, they run through it all in their head and they lose that identity piece. And just being there when they're in that reactionary state to calm them down and be like, let's look at our options. And again, that's not to say that you blow out your ACL, you're going to have to go get surgery right now. Like that's our option. So you're going to go surgery there. But for a lot of it, it's like just give them more options than what they're currently handed when they're in that reactionary state and then let them make informed decisions. If, they're op if their decision is still to go do that, I'm not there to fault them. I'm not there to stop them with any of that, mm -hmm. but just not selling them something instantly because they're in that reactionary state and they want something to fix them. Taking their time. Yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I really hate to be polarizing. I, I try not to be. You know, I, I think it's important to find that middle ground in things, but I'm going to have to be a little polarizing now. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking, Look, you mentioned ACL. A lot of those surgeries, it seems like there's like a hierarchy of surgeries. ACL, maybe meniscus, some of those kind of tears. It seems like surgery a lot of times fixes people up and they're back to it and doing things. But if it's like shoulder stuff, hip stuff, I don't know. Those ones really scared me because, like, again, I don't want to be polarizing, but I've just never met a person that said, yeah, yeah, I had this really crazy shoulder surgery and 
four years ago. And you know what? Never bothered me since. Ne like, I, I haven't met a person like that. I don't know. Maybe you have. Have you? It's always like, yeah, yeah, it helped me. Like, I felt better for like a year or two. And then it started clicking again. And then, it, you know, something else happened. It's There seems to be a bit of a hierarchy of things that we're right now currently able to fix. And then other things where it's like, I don't even know if you should even look into Like, I mean, really try to avoid surgery as much as you can on those sort of things. Yeah. And, and it's like using, again, it's like, like what can you use before you get to a knife you know yeah. like like you don't need to fucking put a nuke on the like anthill right away <laughs> like like let's put some pesticides on there like let, let's maybe spray him with a water hose first yeah, you know yeah. but so like with an acl i feel like a lot of it's just like we don't really have any other solution right now i mean you can you can strengthen the quad you can do things but uh, you don't really have an option other than nuke it with the surgery so that's right. kind of like why i feel like that hierarchy kind of fits there but like mm, again mm. with a lot shoulder specific like you the, glad you brought that backs. up because that one how about I've, backs lower backs, backs mid back yeah. i mean necks anywhere it's just like fuck yeah. man i don't know i don't know you know like it that those scare me because again it's like acl although i do know a dude personally too he he he's missing both of his acls are torn off completely and you know like the kneecap wiggles and everything you know but functions does backflips all sorts of shit but <laughs> that's a special person i'm not saying yep. everybody can get to that place and you know and it, it, even with him though it was a huge long process that you know he went through that and, and and got to the place where he's at now. But yeah, man, I don't know. As much as as much as I can, I try to discourage or okay, not discourage, encourage to explore other options, right? To to look into things and and there's so many things. And I was looking at your Instagram, man. You just you just I think maybe yesterday had a post that said, you know, like go into a, a cracky backy. It's not gonna fix your your <laughs> shit up. You know, yeah. I, I like I like how you put that little cracky backy because that's really popular too nowadays, right? Just to go to the chiropractor and get your crack, and you're like, oh. I'm done. That's it. We're good. <laughs> the, the the amount of placebo of like of that quick fix and, and like that's where it's like it, if you offer a quick solution to something and you you like and you give that placebo to people, they're gonna take it. So that that's where it's like yeah, because I struggle. It's like who do you fault there? Like do you fault the person looking for the quick fix? Because it's mm -hmm. like okay, part of it's just like you do like it's not gonna be that quick. It probably took 20 years to get to that point. It's it's gonna take just a little bit to get out of that point. Nobody's mm -hmm. gonna have magic hands to fix them. So provide them with the information. But it's also like, you you can't you can't be a Cairo right now and like truly, truly in your heart believe like what you're doing is magic and is working, you know? Like if you're in the science world at all, if you're, if you're looking a at any of this stuff do, at all. Though. A you lot know? of like, them do I hate to be, again, I hate to be polarizing, but a lot of them do, right? It's like, also they're, they're, some of their philosophy, again, it's not to pick on chiropractors because everybody can, can be this way, but their philosophy, right? It's like, just let the body heals itself, right? It can, it can do these things on its own. You don't need, you know, any pills. You don't need any of these crazy surgery, except, <laughs> except your spine. I can tell you. <laughs> except, except your back. Your back, you got to see me for your back. It can't heal itself. You can't do it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a bit of a funny kind of, you know, philosophy where you're like, hold on. It's a little bit hypocritical there, in, you know, in a, in a sense. <laughs> well, and I feel like we, I think we talked about this on my podcast, but it's like, that yeah. that's where you have to sell. Like, what are you selling? Like, how do you package? Because if you're selling injury prevention and if you're selling fixing, you know, like you, in some way you have to be needed in that way. Whereas like sell anti-fragility or sell like performance. Uh, and I think 
you can get out of that because strength coaches now are getting in a lot of like they they they're, they find themselves stuck in the like I'm selling injury prevention. No, you're not, bro. Like <laughs> if, if you watch bass, like I just watched uh, KD. It happened a couple of weeks ago, but um, when he twisted his ankle, he was going for a fucking warm up in uh, warm up layup and just slipped on the ground, twisted his ankle, messed it up, was out for like three or four weeks. That dude has access to the best strength conditioning coaches in the world, and you're yep. telling me like injury prevention you're gonna go fix that dude like no bro like so it's like you we get stuck in these like okay what are we trying to sell what are we trying to sell don't sell poison like don't sell things you can't actually sell and and that's where i feel like the kairos mm -hmm. the pts the sport again that's why i don't want to pick on the kairos too because it's all fields it's kairos right. pt sports performance it's all of it it's like we, we try to sell things we can't actually sell one for our ego to feel more important and two to like fill our bank accounts and i'm not mm -hmm. faulting anybody for filling their bank accounts like that that's mm -hmm. one of the faults of like strength conditioning is nobody want they all like it's for the good of the field it's for it's like bullshit like go fill your bank account but fill your bank account by not selling poison like you don't need to be a snake oilsman and yeah. i think part of that's incompetence it's like not actually doing your research and i've been there before too it's because like when i started in the field i thought okay i can fix i can fix sport like injuries i can do this and i had a lot of really good coaches tell me no you can't bro like look at this like look at kd bro you're gonna go fix him like no you're not <laughs> no you're not bro <laughs> like that's not gonna happen so i think like educating yourself uh, on a lot of these things educating yourself on pain edu educating yourself on injury and just watching the sport itself i think is super helpful mm -hmm. um so because that incompetent piece but then if you are not incompetent then don't be scammy bro like don't don't sell your shit because <sighs> there's a different way to do it yeah it's just a culture thing man and it's not like only american culture i think it's just a culture thing like you said it's just people are dying to make money and dying to trademark everything right like oh this is it's it's like every year right in the strength field or any field it's just like this is the new blah 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 blah, blah trademark thing and you're just like fuck man <laughs> fuck i'm so tired of it honestly i'm so tired of it i i don't know i don't know how, how do we how do we get better at that man how, how do you how do we can we help people not be that way <laughs> one post I mean? a day one post a day <laughs> that, that's that's the thing because i think like one of the things is too and I, what, what you do a good job of is like you 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 make you like you make content about it it's it's like I, I see these people bitching about this stuff in like conversations and but like it's like let's let's start with like knees over toes or oat milk or somebody that has a lot of money into <laughs> advertising and a lot of money into like producing content consistently mm -hmm. i go i go to this um this lifetime in this climbing gym and every single person is talking about knees over toes in his program do you wow. know why because mm -hmm. it's 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 actually ridiculous it's so impressive i'm like jesus christ bro that dude <laughs> like that dude's talking about knees over toes like what in the world like that dude has never been an athlete in his life and he's seen <laughs> but it's because it's in front of his eyes every single day and yeah. you're not going to counter that by bitching about it like you're not going to counter yeah. that by like oh it's so fucking stupid you're not going to counter it by going up to that kid and being like you're an idiot for falling knees over toes no you're going to counter it by making better content that like convinces them knees over mm -hmm. toes is a phenomenal marketer bro like he's phenomenal yeah. at it and coaches yeah. get so pissed off that oh his all of his stuff's bullshit all no all of it's not bullshit he's a millionaire for a reason like mm -hmm. millionaires don't just randomly become millionaires i mean you can inherit it whatever but millionaires don't just <laughs> randomly become millionaires you know like they have something that's super special about them he can yeah. communicate a message he, he, he can like solve pretend to solve people's issues right in front of them by communicating a message very clearly mm -hmm. and coaches instead of like battling that it's like I'm, I'm just gonna bitch about it i'm gonna tell him he's stupid it's like yeah, yeah. okay bro like good luck like you're gonna sit there making 60k he's making that in a day mm. going on rogan talking about it you know yeah uh, you know but big big rises usually have big falls too right so 
I like your saying, you know, where'd you pick that up from, by the way? Keep chopping wood. Every every podcast, every post you say, you always say, keep chopping wood. Where'd you get that from? How, do, how... do you want the long form or do you want the Of course. The That's what we're form? here for, bro. I want yeah. the long form. Uh, so keep chopping wood. I was, uh, I, I was a freshman in college and I was uh, about to quit football. I was pretty like I was pretty beat up. I injured myself freshman year. I was just a fucking terrible athlete freshman year mm, too. I was like mm. a six string fullback and like like fullback. Jesus Christ, fullback, bro. Yeah. Didn't, Jesus didn't have a Christ, didn't have Austin. a prayer of seeing the field. Like just a total meat stick. Um, and I was Jesus. on the way. I was on my way up to walk up to my coach's office and tell him, "Hey, like I'm about to quit my college coach's office. I'm like, hey, I'm about to quit. Transfer mm. out. Kind of take this easy, easy path in life. I was going to transfer back home." Um, I had a high school girlfriend at the fucking time, like every easy decision I could possibly make, get out of the cities. I was, I was away from home. I was going to go back home, hang out with my mommy, go hang out with my fucking high school girlfriend, go to like an easy <laughs> college, probably quit sports. Um, and I was on my way up to go quit and do all this because I was struggling. Like everybody struggles. And, uh, I texted my high school head coach. I was like, Hey coach, uh, who's a big influence on me. And I was like, Hey coach, just wanted you to be the first to know that I'm quitting football on my way up there. Now I just want to let you know. Um, and he texted me back, uh, keep chopping wood or that's not who you are. Keep chopping wood. Hmm. Um, and I was like, Oh fuck. Like, and that was somebody that in the moment I was like, fuck bro. I that's all he said. That that's that. all that's he said. All he said. That's all oh, he said. Oh, that's good. Cause he left yeah. it on you. Uh -huh. oh, he just left good. it on me four years later, like graduated all American, all these awards. And I go in, I have him on my podcast. He was the second guy I ever had in my podcast. I had like an mm. intro solo. Then I had him on my podcast. Mm -hmm. I told him, like, I told him this story and he doesn't even remember sending the text. You know, so and like when, when I great? remembered, like he didn't even remember sending the text. This was something that like totally changed the direction of my life. And he doesn't mm -hmm. even remember sending it. That's where I was like, bro, this is like that is the power of your words. Like that is the power of what you have in like people's lives. And like yeah. he doesn't remember texting somebody that. And it totally oh, like it's something that had nothing to do with his life and totally altered the direction of mine. So mm -hmm. that's why I like keep it as like a little bit of a reminder, like to keep chopping one mentality of like continue to work, like continue to do it. It is powerful to me. Yes. But more so, it's like the consistent reminder of like you're like you have no idea the word like the power of your words. Like somebody mm -hmm. out there is going to read that word, and ninety nine people will look at him like that's fucking stupid. Doesn't matter, not a part of my life. I'm scrolling over it. Mm -hmm. But there's there's one person that'll probably read that and be like, oh fuck, that could change their life. And so yeah. I I like that that reminder for myself. Mm -hmm. That's a fucking great one. Do you know Do you know the the origin of that? Well, I don't know if it's the whole the entire origin, but you ever it's it's a Buddhist thing. Have you heard of that? It's um. You know, it's a, they used to say, um, after enlightenment, keep chopping wood or after enlightenment, don't forget to do the laundry, which means mm. kind of, you know, you think you're okay. You're like, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're searching, you're going to, you're going to get to enlightenment. You're doing this thing. You're doing all this hard work. And then you finally, you know, become enlightened, right. And you, you meet, you know, whatever it is that you're, 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 you've been searching for. And then it's like, after all that, just you, you still got to do the laundry. You still got to <laughs> chop the wood. You still got to cook some food. Like just because you you got enlightened, you became enlightened, doesn't mean you fucking you know you're this thing that doesn't it doesn't need to exist in the realm of of you know the earth anymore. And you're just beyond this planet. And it's you know it's a great mentality, like you said. It kind of keeps people grounded, I think, well, and it ke keeps you keeps you moving forward and just doing the basic things. Keep going. Well, and that, that that has me like thinking about too. It's like these people, uh, like a lot of people, like the enlightenment almost almost is in the keep chopping wood. Like the enlightenment mm -hmm. is in doing the laundry too. Mm -hmm. Like because mm -hmm. that's a piece. Is like mm -hmm. I, I'm always getting these these questions. Is like 
from from a lot of younger like athletes or coaches right now uh anytime i do a q a and it's like is it worth it like is do you think this will be worth it do you think this will be worth it do you think football will be worth it do you think college will be it's like bro go fucking do something like mm. it's it's like you're gonna mm. get to the end and you're gonna realize like it, whether you succeeded or not whether you made it or not the, the the end the enlightenment that that piece where it's like you're on top of the world like i remember like being announced all american and i had like four years of working towards it i was it, and they have like a show on it and they they announce your name and i was like that was the emptiest i ever felt because it's like fuck bro like wow. what do i do now like what do i go do now you know but the journey i realized after it's like the the journey like having something to aim towards is what's worth it you know like that's mm. the goal that's the enlighten like the enlightenment enlightenment like that's where you like are sharpening your tools for the next journey you know but mm. it's like i feel like people are get so stuck in this like is it going to be worth it i don't mm -hmm. know it's like ooh, what if if i commit to that i can't do that it's like just go do something bro i promise you if you just go do something you're going to find so much more about yourself than just like sitting there contemplating it. It's probably yeah. not going to be worth it. It's probably not. Like if I'm going to be honest, it's probably not. Like it, you're going to waste not. your like, fucking time and then you're yeah. going to, yeah. But the funny thing is then you'll look back and you'll be like, man, that was kind of fun. Like you'll be like, oh, those were the good old days. You know how people are always, oh, those were the good old days. And it's always like just, well, the good old days are now. Try to enjoy them right now. I mean, I know they're not always good. That's the thing though, right? That's the tough part because no, nobody wants to feel sad and shitty and like you said, waste all this time, you know, whatever, start a podcast and it just goes fucking nowhere. Nobody <laughs> listens to it, but it's like kind of fun. It's kind of fun. If you look back on it, when you can't do any of that, then you're going to be thinking, fuck, that was so much fun. That was really interesting. I learned a bunch of shit about myself and other people. So. Yeah. And yeah. The, the learning about yourself, I feel like is the porn part too. It's like, cause there was a long fucking time where our podcast wasn't doing shit. Like recently it's actually been like kind of taken off, which is cool and like great. And same with social media, but it's like, the fucking all the four years where it didn't do shit like you felt like that all the time until you look back at like the skills and the like how what you learn about yourself like to communicate i would go listen back and listen to like first podcast and how i communicated and how i talked i'm like i want to off myself like listening to <laughs> like it is so brutal we all do <laughs> you know? it's so brutal and i look back and it's like four years of podcast four years of talking four years of working on communicating your message it's like the podcast itself wasn't worth it at that time but the ability to work on your ability to communicate yeah. I feel like that that's that's priceless and understand like also like learning that you suck at communicating. If you don't have a podcast, you probably don't even know you suck at communicating. Like oh, until yeah. you go listen to yourself and record oh, yourself. Oh yeah, that's brutal. Like, you <laughs> don't even understand. <laughs> like the incompetent or what is it? Like the Dunning Kruger effect of like you don't even know you're that dumb. It's like right. I was listening to myself. I'm like, oh my god, this is oh, what I sound fuck. like in everyday conversation. <laughs> and at the same time be you so that that's the thing that i wanted to talk to you about too man it's like i was listening to you on a podcast and um you know you said you said i'm, I'm gonna just I, I i was doing all these things trying all these like it was maybe during this time when you're trying to figure your shit out on your podcast or your social media or whatever and then you said at a certain point i just got to a point where where i said i'm just gonna be me i'm gonna put out what i like and who i am and you know if you, people don't like it they can go fuck themselves I really like that because in today's world, man, again, with the marketing thing, with the social media thing, it's just, I'm seeing so many unauthentic people that are unoriginal. They're just copying or just a copy of a copy of a copy, which is like even worse because they're just copying the bad copiers, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's really refreshing to meet people like you, man. That's like I said, they're just, I'm just going to be me, you know? It, it doesn't mean that you're the best or the worst or it's just like, I, I really appreciate authenticity and originality. And I think it's really important. It's missing in today's world. 
but it, 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 I mean, it's brutal to like watch it though. It's like other people, it's like they're, they're so trapped in who they think they're supposed to be. Who was it? I just, I just watched a uh, clip of, um, oh, what's the actor's name, man? But Tell he me was, movie. I mean, what uh, movie? Oh, do you he has the mask, like the mask. Uh, can I pull it up? Can I show you? Walking Phoenix? What do you mean the mask? Here, hold yeah, on. yeah, pull it up, bro. What's this guy's name? Who's this? Why can't I? Uh... Uh, camera is terrible, bro. Can't see. Can't see. It's so bright. It's so God, white, bro. Damn oh, it, is bro. it on your Instagram? Yes. DM it to me. I'll, I'll check it out right now. Okay. God, dang it, bro. What are um, you talking about? Gonna, You're not I'm talking gonna... about from the Batman, the mask. Are you talking about? No, no. It's like the. Jim oh Carrey, the mask. I think it is Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yes. Yes. I believe yes. it's Jim Carrey. Thank you. Yes. God, that was so unfortunate. Goofy guy, right? Goofy guy. Yes. 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 Okay. Thank you. Jim Carrey. But Come on, was, man! You don't know Jim Carrey. Get the uh, fuck out of here! Austin is a legend. I'm an idiot. I, I like my my recall of names <laughs> nah, is one of the worst. Nah, 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 I know, I know. It's fine, bro. I'm just fucking with you. So, so but, what did Jim Carrey say? <laughs> he was talking about how every like they were asking him about like who was his favorite character that he's played and like being a like how like how being an actor and he's like everything I do is a character including Jim Carrey like including Jim Carrey like I put on this Jim Carrey mask to like show people like. Mm. This is uh this is what I think people want to see. This is this is what I think people think of Jim Carrey. And he's like, all of it's acting. Uh, mm -hmm. and he's like, until you take off the mask and just like <laughs> just be yourself rather than creating yourself and trying to like show the world who that mm -hmm. you think they sh like should be. Like everybody's acting. And he he was talking about how that's why acting wasn't so hard. Like why it was easy for him. Why he picked it up so easily because he was already he was already doing it in his life. And that's what I feel like a lot of people are. It's like what what do who do they want me to be you know like mm. who do, what do they think of me like man it's it doesn't matter like just be yourself and because people pick up on that and social media is really bad because people don't know who they should be on social media like that's a big thing it's like oh yeah. like what should i say what's too yeah. far was it so self-conscious like, about it right just like yeah. oh oh what if this oh what it's just fucking like you said just keep chopping wood just fucking go for it try just it out go. You know? you're gonna yeah. figure it out People that care, you don't want them in your life, bro. Like that, mm. that this, this is one of the big things I tell people, like we, we doing consults with younger coaches. Like if somebody cares, if somebody won't hire you because of something you, unless it's egregious, unless you're Kanye-ing it out here, bro. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. unless it's agree, if people won't hire you, it's not people you want to work with. It's not people you want hired in you. Like mm -hmm. if, if you're, if your grandma stops loving you for something that you post, your grandma probably didn't love you that much in the first place. You know, like mm -hmm. people really do not care. People are, they have their own lives. They want to see who you are. If they care that much about your social media post, they are not somebody that you need to surround yourself with in the first place. If you are authentically putting yourself out there and people get so nervous about it. And I remember just in these, like all these social media things, like I think it's kind of ingrained in people too. It's like these social media meetings too. It's like these people that don't have social media accounts trying to teach these kids who could have infant, like so much potential on social media. I remember in these team meetings, they'd bring these social media experts that you know have never been on Instagram, TikTok, or fucking, uh, they've never posted anything in their lives, telling us like, uh, don't just, you're just yeah, better yeah, off yeah. not posting, you're just better off not doing oh, this. God. It's like, man, it's so brutal. It's like, it's just not true. Like, it, it's your, the amount of job opportunities and things I've had pop up through Instagram would blow people's minds. Like, it, it's yeah. like everything. It's it's your resume right now. Yeah. And, and that's resume for dating. <laughs> 
that's resume yeah, for yeah. your job. You know, it's <laughs> everything. It's all of it. And if you are not authentically yourself, you're just going to attract people that are not authentically you, you know? Yeah. So then it's like you get that job and you fucking hate it because you put somebody you weren't out and they, of course, they liked that person because you try to get attracted there and they don't like you because it's not who you are. And now you're struggling there. Same with a relationship. I've seen that happen before. It's like they put out all this fake shit. They do all this fake shit and they hate each other. It's like, no shit, bro. You neither yeah. of you were real. And now you have to be real with each other. And like, oh, this sucks. It's like, yeah, yeah. no shit, dude. Yeah. It's like that meme when uh, a dude says, uh, when you don't care that she faked it because you faked everything to get her there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. But uh, yeah, man, it's funny, dude. You will not believe how many health influencers that are pretty fucking popular that follow me. Never like some of my posts, never comment on them, but will DM me saying, oh, man, thank you so much for making fun of this guy who says, you know, the dumbest shit in the world that we all know is probably dumb. But, you know, people that aren't just in the world are don't don't pick up on it. And I'm almost sometimes I'm almost like, come on, just if you think it's funny, just share it, like it. I'm, it doesn't it doesn't mean you hate the person. It doesn't mean I hate the person either. By the way, I try to make it as much fun as I can. I try not to be like you said egregious to people. I just try to you know laugh at some of the silly things that people say on the internet because there's a lot of silly things that people say on the internet. And there's a lot of smart things too. But you know some of the things are so out there that it's like I'm like oh I I have to make. I mean it's just it it like pops in my mind instantly when I see a clip of something and I'm just like oh my god I have a skit for this and it's just. So, but I just, yeah, I kind of, I, I would love if people, you know, just weren't afraid to like something like that. You know what well, I mean? And just draw the fucking line, man. Like, it's mm -hmm. like, it's, oh man, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Like just a little more serious note of like that. It's like, even mm -hmm. if it's not jokes, it's like, if you see something wrong and you, you, you don't believe it or it, like it's out there and somebody popular, it doesn't give a fuck who said it. Like that, that's the thing. It's like this appeal to authority is so hard for people to break. It mm. does not matter who said something. I say dumb shit all the time. Experts say dumb shit all the time. Yep. If, if they are saying something wrong and you understand that is wrong and you are in a position to say, hey, you are wrong here and you have facts to back it up, mm -hmm. then you need like you need to say that. Otherwise, you get to a point in which like the, these experts can say whatever the fuck they want. And, and like I've noticed this, too, like especially in my it's like I will post something. And something and a thought that I'm working out myself, like I'm trying to I'm trying to tickle and like tweet and like somebody will comment like, fuck, yeah, I agree with everything you say. Love this. Like, no, you don't. You do not agree with everything I say because I don't agree with everything I say. Like I'm working on my own thoughts. There's a point to be made here, bro, because whenever people tell me that, I always say, is there any other fucking person in the world that you completely agree with on everything? Like, is there for real? Like, is there, I bet you don't even agree on many things with your parents, you know, and they fucking raised you. So it's like, it's, it's, it's almost to me, it's almost like, it's almost redundant to say that. Like, well, I like what he has to say, but I don't agree with everything. It's like, oh, great. Like, oh my, like, obviously that should, that should be so obvious to me, but people will, I'm just saying people will use that as like an excuse to sort of like discount them maybe like, you know, like, or like, oh, well, you know, you know, I, I like what they have to say, but I don't agree with everything. And it's like. Okay, bro, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but it's, you know, it doesn't mean, it doesn't take away from their, you know, from the intelligent things that that person said, you know, just because you don't agree with everything or the dumb thing that that person said, because there's a lot of people that say dumb things that I agree with too, you know, I'm, you know, that on other, um, 
topics, I agree with them completely. And then this one thing, it's really funny, and I want to make fun of it. So, no, anyway. uh, yeah, that, that that's a, that's a really good point too, because it's like a lot of people that I argue with, I argue with, or like make fun of or meme on like Instagram or Twitter. It's like I I do not think you're a stupid person. Like there's so many people. It's like I do not think you're a dumb person. I do not think you're stupid. I think that idea that you're talking about or that you're super strong on is a stupid idea, and I'm going to yeah. show you why. Yeah. And if I'm wrong too, show me that I'm wrong too. And that that, that that's a big piece of it too. But it's like it is not it's not a personal attack. And that's that's why I think the humor approach re works really well. That, I think that's why memes work really well because it like lets people's guard down a little bit and like you're making fun of it in this like kind of. But it's like if, if you can prove me wrong and what i'm saying then that's fucking perfect then we both get smarter and we kind of go forward or at least we can have a good debate like i fuck like i love good like solid debates where you're actually like kind of just a little bit of like battling like an intellectual battle <laughs> back and forth on things like that that that's good but it's like people get you can't you almost can't have it anymore because somebody gets butt hurt like yeah. instantly and then it's yeah. like you, uh, i have all this like look at all this pedigree look at all i'm like i i know i understand that that's why i'm willing to have this conversation with you because i think you're like a formidable like opponent in this like intellectual battle like yeah. and it's fun like it's a little dance but it's like <laughs> it gets on so especially like people over the age of like 40 on social media like it's really tough for them to understand oh, no, like dude you can't memes. argue you can't, <laughs> no, you can't do those bro it's that that's like a meme but itself you know when like a girl posts a hot picture like a normal guy will just like it like a weird guy will like like and like post like a little fire or heart or something on it you know and then like like the 40 year old guy will comment like you're so beautiful. I want to kiss your feet. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It's just like, yeah, it's a different generation or something. I don't know. <laughs> and, and it's understanding probably that they never grew up with it, but it's like, bro, like you guys cannot be serious. Like I, I, so I recently like started going back on Twitter for some of this. And it's just like, it's 40 year old central. Like it is 40 year old. And I go into this fucking space. And I mean, it is, if you want Leo, if you want free content, you go on Twitter, bro. It yeah, is the most, I know, it's, it's, it's I know. way worse. Way I have worse a Twitter, Instagram. but I just, I just like, I'll post something dumb or whatever, share my shit and I'll get the fuck out. Because like you said, <laughs> it's so intense, dude. So I just stay on Instagram most of the time. Oh my God, man. It, it, it's a, It's the wild west. And it's like these it's like an older space that has always kind of been this older space for a lot of it. So like they've gotten away with so much shit. I just go in there. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, what are we talking about here? This is not real. And it's like the, these little gangs, bro. Like these gangs of like, like I can't talk about like grown men in group chats. It's like, mm -hmm. you guys are grown ass men talking about this in group chats. And you know, they just send their little gangs off, off on people. It's like, bro, this is insane. But it's like, <sighs> it's the wild west but it's free content it, it's good content it's it's fucking mm -hmm. hilarious for a lot of it but it's like th th it just makes me discouraged because my instagram's pretty cleaned up to where it's like curated to like i mm -hmm. feel like i got a lot of good content coming my way which makes it tough to make content up from it because it's like okay i kind of curated it to there's really good stuff coming here and i go on twitter <laughs> i'm like oh jesus the field is not changing Twitter's health is not thing. changing it's it's the same as it's always been it's just hidden from me yeah man so what kind of stuff do you try to share on instagram most of the time training your podcast what, what other things are you doing on there yeah training philosophy podcast mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. ideas like that the, the one post a day has been something new it's like every day you have to like can you intellectually come up with something or create a piece of art which has been like trying trying to capitalize on a creative aspect i just read um the art of war mm, um great book yeah 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 and it's um or the wait, the, the war of art or the art of war? The war of art. Both both great books, I guess. But the, yeah. the creative one. The the, yeah, the yeah. most the recent um, one. What's the dude's name? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the war of art. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, the war of art. Um, and that, that was a really good one. Stephen like... Pressfield, I think. Yeah, Pressfield. Pressfield. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I heard him on um one, one podcast or something like that. I was like, okay, like let's check it out. And mm -hmm. and the book is really good because it's like 
stop being a fucking pussy like like go create like that <laughs> like, like, this whole, like i was expecting like it was he was talking about creative and i was like okay like he's gonna talk you thought it was gonna be some fufu shit again right yeah like, like, oh, i was going yeah. through and it's like fucking go sit down get your yeah. shit together and go create content it's not be all professional yeah, yeah, be professional, and it's not all going to be the fucking Bible. Like, you're not going to write the Bible every time, but mm -hmm. like, if you want to give your shot to write something like that, a book that has lasted forever, like, go be a fucking professional and go put the work in. And and I think that's a big piece of it. It's like a lot of coaches, like, are like I don't know how to do social media. I don't know how to write. I don't know how to do blogs. I don't know how to get my go fucking do it. You're mm -hmm. not going to learn talk. You're not going to learn complaining about that. And I know I'm the third consult that you've paid for, waiting for me to tell you it's all all right. But it's not, bro. Like you got to go do it. It's the only way you do it. So that that's been big for me on social media of like figuring out figuring out what the fuck do I want to talk about. And and if I force myself to post every day, I really got to hone that into what it is. And I don't I don't totally know what it is yet. I'm piecing it together. I'm going back and forth. I kind of I like I really like playing with a lot of thoughts and ideas and kind of mm -hmm. pushing things. It's like, okay, how is that resonating? How how does that work? Okay, I'm getting pushback on that. Why why is there pushback there? Am I wrong? Are they wrong? Is there consensus there? Is there kind of but I I really like that that the balance and playing with it and I think the exponential growth. So if you use it right, social media can provide this like exponential growth in your life because you're you're actively putting you're throwing yourself on the cross for people to go throw stone like they can throw stones at you. And if they're throwing <laughs> stones at you, it's like, why are they throwing that stone? What is that? And then you can go fix that part of your life or you can go it's explore that part of your life, which I which I think has been super powerful for me and like kind of my growth, especially if it's like and, and this is like athletes too, like most athletes are athletes because they got attention for doing what they do. Like they're attention whores. I'm attention. I'm an attention whore with that. You know, like I like, like I like doing that. So it's like, what, what I really thought about, like what motivates me to be a fucking better person. It's like mm -hmm. that, that attention piece, like going forward with that, like uh, having something worth saying, having something worth watching. Um, and, and I think social media can be a very powerful tool if, if you use it in the right way to really like expedient your life in your growth. Mm -hmm. So what has your, you know, has your message changed over the years uh, of the things that you're trying to do? Like you're trying to, what, what kind of training wise? I mean, have, have you really explored that? Have you, have you changed your thoughts about some things or you're just kind of keeping chopping wood every day, same thing day in, day out or what? Yeah, bro. I actually, the other day I went back and looked through for that back post. I was looking, I was trying to find an old video of me working out. Mm. I look at some of the shit. It's terrible. And that's, that's the thing. I don't delete anything mm -hmm. on my Instagram because I like watching the growth. Like I like looking like even a year past, like what the fuck was I thinking? Same. But like the, like I was big into the, like the reason that a lot of the shit that I talk about now when I shit on now is because I was in it. It's not like just random stuff that I'm going through. Yeah. It's like the back pain stuff. Like I was a McGill brace everything never bend your spine never round your back never pick up anything in wow, a bad position wow, wow. ever i want to like, talk about that more tell me did you get injured what happened there yeah i, I herniated my disc when i was 16 years old and was told like the traction was dealing with deadlift or uh, uh squatting big squat yep yeah it, we, i think we were maxing out on squats like we we have fucking such a meathead you felt program it instantly at that time. Or, or or what or did you just kind of like yeah yeah felt felt it instantly mm. uh finished the squat and i'm like oh fuck meathead but it program, wasn't like so what, you had like a like a high school strength coach or something that just like, <laughs> yeah yep, 315 yep. let's go five by five yeah yeah we were we okay. i think it was it was monday wednesday friday we bench squat cleaned uh and then <laughs> oh, tuesday shit. thursday we like cleaned and jerked but it was like it, we never went below 90 percent. it was send it like all day every day we never did anything more than three and we got strong as fuck but it was like yeah bro like we were 
we were destroying ourselves but yeah uh finished the squad i was like oh fuck that did not feel good and we i'm from a small town so everybody was like oh don't be a pussy like just go go keep pushing (laughs) you got this and i was and Uh i didn't feel bad enough to stop the workout (laughs) at that time and then um i remember i got in my car to drive home uh and i got home and i could not like it i could not get out of my car and i was like oh fuck fuck. something's bad like i was stuck in my car uh, and i had to have somebody like i basically had to like fall out of the car and go get my mom to like get me off the ground to get out of my car um and it was it was like months of that like months of Mm this um told like traction was the only thing you could do never like you're never gonna you're never gonna deadlift or squat again you're never gonna do this and and i come from a family of like my grandpa's worked construction since he's been like 10 years old and he's 70 now and one of the most jacked humans like i know he's a <laughs> fucking monster and i like i really started to think like there is no way at 16 i'm gonna be less capable than he is at fucking 76 you know mm-hmm. like there, there's just no way the body works so i always had that doubt in my back of my mind saying that but then every coach i had man just told me the same thing it's like just avoid it just brace harder just work on a bunch of front planks and like Mm. over time it healed just because it healed but uh, like i couldn't do any of these movements and the worst part is like i would find myself in these movements playing football throwing uh i was Mm. a throw in college doing like a lot of rotational work i'd find this myself and of course i'd be incapable it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy of i was told and i told myself i couldn't do it so then i didn't do it so then i was actually unable to do it but life doesn't give a fuck if you're unable to do it. You're going to find, whether it's picking up groceries, whether it's doing anything, you're going to find yourself in some uh, compromised position. Um, and so I found myself in compromised positions. And like once, it was at least once a month for probably five or six years, my back would seize. I couldn't leave bed. I couldn't do anything. Once a month for five or six years. Holy From 16 fuck, to, dude. yeah, 16 to 22, at least once a month. And it would last sometimes, sometimes it was only a day, but a lot of times it was like a week to where it'd be like, I, cu- I couldn't out. move. You couldn't do anything. I couldn't, couldn't do shit. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah. And I would be so stuck in there. So did you see all these specialists, cracky backies, PTs, or did you do so, all so, that? Kairos, PTs, strength coaches, everything. And then it was mm. all the McGill, like same message, like, stay out of it and and that was the other thing is like as soon as like if i avoided everything it was great it was great mm-hmm. but then i lived a life fucking avoiding everything and sport like sport and life like just didn't work that way so like i would mm-hmm. live this life where every like every fucking picking up my backpack was making sure i was braced and fucking back straight it's like wow. yeah and, and and again i didn't even totally question it that was the biggest thing like i questioned a little bit because my grandpa was it wasn't like a thing like there's no way this is right there's like i wasn't questioning it and they, this is why i have like empathy for athletes and why i'm so so out there with the message of like, just take a deep breath. Like you don't have to listen to these people right away because I would like these, all these coaches told me all these PTs and experts told me. And as an athlete, I listened and I was like, this is just not right. And then I had a couple of people on my podcast, like start to tease these methods of movement, start to tease these methods of hmm. moving your spine, bending your spine, moving your body in these ways, showing that I look at all these athletes in these comp- compromised positions. Look at all these athletes in these bad mm. positions. Look at like wrestling was a big one that they showed me where it's like all these rounded back pickups and how fine they are and how they actually move better than you do. Yeah. Um, and then that was very eye opening to me. Mm. And that really started the rabbit hole. And then COVID hit. And so I had all these ideas starting to formulate two years after I was out of college, out of athletics. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit, but I was still kind of stuck in this like weight room way. Like everything was still the answer for me. Everything was lift stronger, do more. And I got in COVID where we couldn't, we didn't have, we didn't have access to a weight room for basically a year. And I'm like, okay, now fuck, I got to, I got to start moving these ways. I got to start rounding my back. I got to start like 
implementing some flow, some movement, some jumps, some sprints, some of this type of stuff. And I, I like, I never felt better. I was like, holy fuck, there is something here. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> and we came back from COVID. I implemented this stuff in college. And every athlete said the same thing. Holy shit. Like, I feel, I've never felt this good. Like, I feel amazing. And I'm like, okay, so there's something here. So that really sparked that, that journey of, okay, the, there is more to the field here and really changed, really changed what I was doing. Because before it was very three by 10 CSCS, very basic, mm -hmm. like brace everything, hold everything. Mm -hmm. And now it's like kind of where the G JST method is. But it wasn't like, it wasn't just like, I always sat there and said, fuck everything that we're doing. It's like, I went through the ringer on all of this yeah, and then realized like, well, the, dude, the answer isn't I'm there. I'm still looking at your Instagram. You're still fucking squatting. I don't know. What are you, what are you squatting? Fucking 400. I don't know. You're squatting. I don't even remember. You're squatting everything, deadlifting everything. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like you're just doing, you know, fucking spinal waves for an <laughs> hour. I mean, you're, you're, you're still a strong motherfucker and you can still lift obviously, but sounds like to me, like you found sort of a you know, a good middle ground where it's like lift and then also learn how to move your body, learn how to control things. And you don't have to be stuck in the, like you said, the McGill fucking, I remember that guy. I, I went to one of his seminars, I'll be honest, but bro, but I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. It was like, I was just like, this is not for me. Like, cause as you said, I had the same thought, like, wait, what about like, if you want to like, pick pick a kid up out of a car like how do you do that with not a rounded back and like like it's just Im impossible like and also i don't really want to live my life that way and also coming from the school of thought that i came from which is you know like the russian kind of conditioning stuff it's you know i mean if you can uh, still on you you can go on youtube till to this day and find some old school soviet union training footage and you know everybody's picking up medicine balls with a giant fucking <laughs> turtle turtle back and just fucking picking it up and nobody's even thinking of all these like brace inhale exhale i mean they're just lifting but they're not of course they're not doing insane weights although some of the guys are but the point is you know they're adapting to to the stimulus but over time well that that in the back mechanic too like one of the things that got me in the back mechanic uh mcgill talks about how to have sex with a neutral spine <laughs> And I was like, bro, like I got to that point. I was like, this has to be a fucking meme. Like there is no way you are serious here. Like it's talking about like the positions that you only, the only positions that you can do, how you keep a neutral spine embraced. And I'm like, bro, if you're thinking about that stuff during sex, you're not having sex. Like you're not like, bro. Can you like, imagine? What we... like, that totally blew my fucking mind. But it's imagine like, begging a girl like, wait, 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 wait. Hold, like, my, my, hold on, hold on. My <laughs> pelvis is anteriorly rotated. Hold on. <laughs> And I was just like, there, there's no way this is real. And just like applying it to something more real. It's like you talk about the, the like there's videos all over the place of athletes using their spines in different ways all the time. Like the, the like the old Russian videos are fucking amazing. Like all of it. Like mm. you go watch a wrestler, go watch a sport. Everything in front is yeah, same with like a sport. Yeah, I'm sorry, bro. I'm just like, yeah, just go watch a sport. You don't even need to watch any training footage. <laughs> it's all in front of you. It, it just happened. And that, that's where it's like the, the, the paradox, like this paradox of what we say versus what's actually fucking happening that there should be there should be a massive x on the map there of like okay we are saying this this is what's happening what the fuck's like what's happening here which is wrong like do we need to fix the athlete do we need to fix what we're saying but we don't fucking explore that we continue to say this this continues to happen and the fucking paradox just sits there like sits there happening mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we still tweet about it we still instagram it's like it's almost so obvious but it's, we're, we're we're so blinded by the, the biases and the boxes that we're stuck in that we then this is what I talk about. Like you can't see what's in front of you. Like it 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 destroyed these systems which are supposed to help you. Cause 
there is a lot of chaos with the body. There is so much complexity with the body that there needs to be systems to help you with it. There needs to be systems that like simplify things. So if you had to fucking worry about everything at all moments, at all times, you'd never get anything done with your like sports performance or anything. You'd be too stressed out. Like, oh, there's so many variables. I can't get anything done. You turn into a sports scientist that goes crazy. But these systems help formulate it and help you help you kind of like navigate the the, the complexities of the body. But that's what they're there. They're there to help you. If they are trapping you, if you are stuck in the system, it's no longer helping you and you need to be able to get rid of it. But we, we can't. Like we, we are unable to. We're, we're so grasped by the system that it's not helping us anymore. And, and I think we forget the purpose of what these systems are and the purpose of education. It's to help us see what's in front of us, to help us navigate what's in front of us, not to ignore what's in front of us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, man. So how did you go? What did you do to, you know, fix your own shit? And how is it now, by the way? Do you feel like you've conquered it or, you know, does it flare up still to nowadays? You, you never did end up having surgery or anything, right? And never nope. did anything crazy like that. So what, what, what were some of the things that along the journey, again, I'm, I know it wasn't one thing that fixed you up, but what, what, along the way, what were some of the things that really helped you out? Gymnastics was a big one, actually. Mm -hmm. that, that was a big one. Um, starting with, because I like um, forward rolls, like segmenting the spine when, when, when you watch a forward roll, like, and it was starting to slow it down, but doing like slow-mo forward rolls and backwards rolls. When I first started doing them, like I couldn't do it because I couldn't segment my spine. I couldn't, like it was so bricked up. It was like, I they just fall and eat shit. So mm. trying to, and honestly, like I wasn't thinking about my spine in that moment. It was more so, how can I do a forward roll and a cartwheel and stuff without hurting myself? Because every time I'd roll, I would just smack into the ground because I wasn't able to create that C with the spine mm. to like use the ground and propel forward. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that was a really big one. That was probably the kickstart of, I just wanted to be able to do like a handspring. I, that was my journey during COVID. Like, I want to do a handspring. I want to do an aerial. And I started doing this stuff. I'm like, holy crap, this is this is kind of like I feel better. I feel, I feel like I'm moving better. This is kind of mm -hmm. cool. And I would start to watch the videos from start to finish. And when I would first start to do these, these, um, these rolls i would just eat shit on the ground because i couldn't bend and now i'm able to like get in this c uh like bend my spine and it, it looks like the c and use the ground and move the like use the ground and use the momentum forward and it like there was no pain i was like uh idle patel talks about how you're soft on the ground that that was a big piece mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then i really started getting into okay it might my, my spine's moving more now so then austin einhorn was really talk really talked about the like how you segment your spine in different positions and, and using it in different ways. And then Dr. Tommy John was a huge influence with like the spinal flows and, and implementing that type of stuff every day. And then the thing was that you talk about like still lifting. Like I, I I'm a fucking meathead. I didn't want to stop lifting. Like it wasn't like I wanted to turn into a movement Yogi. So then I went back to lifting thinking like, okay, I spent all this time doing the movement stuff and the sprint stuff and the jump stuff and moving the spine. And, and it, it feels amazing now, but I was a little bit worried to like, okay, does it feel amazing? Cause I cut all this stuff out. No, I went to lifting. I was way fucking stronger. I was mm. getting, way, getting way better positions and the lifts didn't hurt anymore. Like that was the biggest eye opener. Like the last, uh, what is March now, third month. So almost four months I've been, I deadlift every day in a different position. Like some are Jefferson curls a little bit lighter. Some are higher reps, but every day I've deadlifted for the last four months and I've never, I haven't had pain. And before I was totally unable to deadlift. And if I deadlifted heavy, it would be like two weeks of two weeks of pain. And now I'm deadlifting every day and just continue to explore. Like we, we say one thing, I'm going to try and prove that the fuck wrong. And, and like you say, you can't, you only deadlift, you're going to hurt your back. You're going to just like, it's, it's not true. Like you yeah, have to regress yeah. and you have to build up and you have to do these things. But yeah. what you're actually saying is not true. And here, here's a data point to show that. So that, that was kind of my journey of 
a lot of the gymnastic stuff and getting the spine to move again, adding some flow based stuff. And again, not turning into his movement yogi that doesn't really do anything cool or anything with my body. He bounces balls against the wall forever. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like a but lot of like, those dudes did. Yeah. Again, funny. finding finding that middle ground yeah. of not being the full on meathead, but not being the full on movement yogi and find okay. some, just like a functioning human, you know, like yeah, that can yeah. do cool shit all the time in yeah. all these fields. Now, with a deadlift, say, do you. Okay, like if you're being honest, like are you just going by feel every day or are you structuring your program? Like, okay, Monday, like you said, I'm going to do Jefferson curl. Tuesday, I'm going to do whatever deficit deadlift or or are you just kind of going by feel into whatever you feel on like that day? How do you structure that? I, I have a I have a little bit of structure like Tuesday, Tuesday, Fridays, I lift with a coaching group and then those are kind of like the yeet days. So I kind of save like the big deadlift days for theirs. Mm -hmm. Those days, one of those days is going to be like a unilateral deadlift heavy. One of those days is going to be a bilateral deadlift heavy. Um, the other days, what I try, but I've been trying to do is one once a week, I hit uh, 100 reps, one set of 100 and I add five pounds a week Oof, to that. That's um, great. So, oh, yeah, I'm so. a legend. I don't know anybody that does that. I used to do that back in my young, dumb and full of comedy days. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome so though. No, honestly, really, that's great stuff, dude. And that, that, that's been one that's really like just been building up the hamstrings. Uh, so I've been doing uh, their RDLs. So I've been doing one set of 100 RDLs. I started with mm -hmm. a 25 pound bar and now we're at 25s on the bar. I've uh, been building those up. Yeah. Uh, one set of a hundred, um, twice a week, I'll do Jefferson curls just because that position is very compromised for me. It's not, a, it, I'm fucking super weak in it. Um, mm -hmm. and, and again, that that's the self-fulfilling prophecy. It was, it's, I haven't, the reason I, I came up with this fucking excuse of like, I can't deadlift because I hurt my back. It's like, no, like you can deadlift. You just haven't. So you suck at it. So you don't want to do it. You don't want to do things you suck at. I'm a really good fucking, I'm a good squatter. I, I enjoy squatting. I look cool when I squat. I do it. So I do it often. So I get better mm -hmm. at it. And it's mm -hmm. like this continued process. I suck at deadlifting. I don't want to do it. So I continue to suck at deadlifting. So that was a really big thing. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm going to add in these Jefferson curls because I suck at them and notice a huge difference in the hamstrings and then the flexibility and the aspect of uh, like picking up in these compromised positions and the health of the back like feels amazing there. So those are like the big things. And then a lot of it's like playing. So the, the bilateral deadlift will kind of change every day. We'll do some deficit pulls. We'll do some pause deadlifts. So we'll, we'll kind of experiment there and same with the unilateral. We have a lot of fun with it. Otherwise, it gets fucking super boring for me. Of course, but, of course, of um, course. Picking, picking something up off the ground has been a big journey for me because just because I've been so bad at it for so long um, and trying not to suck at something that I currently suck mm. at. Now, out of all of those, and there's, you know, I definitely don't believe there's ever a one thing that fixes everything, right? But out of the ones that you mentioned, do you feel like there's one that perhaps a lot of athletes or people in general are just not doing enough of, and maybe that they should explore that one? Like, would it be the Jefferson curl or a unilateral um or curl, not the Jefferson curl, but Jefferson dead. Well, I guess what do they call it? A curl now or a deadlift? I've always called it a Jefferson curl. But yeah, it, okay, my yeah. bad, my bad. My I think bad. the You're Jefferson right. isn't. It, maybe I'm fucking this up, but I always thought the Jefferson deadlift was the split, the split pull when we stand. Over I don't know, but the, well, could you explain us the thing that we're talking about? We're talking about the one where you're rounding over your spine, going down nice and deep below the the box or yep. the bench that you're standing on. So yep, straight legs. You stand elevated and you round your spine. That that's been a that's actually been one. I, I don't want to like pick it, but it's like finding compromised positions that athletes suck in and exposing mm. them to it that they're so going to find maybe trying in. all of them and then kind of figuring out which one really exposes your shit there. And, and like and microdosing all of them too. Like that, that's a huge piece of it. It's like a lot of side, like one of the biggest things for athletes is like if, if getting the rib cage to move, like if I have their, like I hold a kettlebell in one hand, I just do a dumbbell side bend like that for any, almost any athlete with like, 
back pain has been a game changer. And they're like, holy fuck, it's magic. Mm -hmm. Holy, it's like, you're, you're just moving your body the way it's meant. It's supposed to move side to side. Like your spine's able to move there. Like you can load it, you can go there. So like that, that honestly, like if I'm going to talk about like something that's been really helpful for the lower back for, I, I have yet to meet an athlete that we've done that for and like built that up where they haven't felt just amazing. Like opening up mm -hmm. that QL, like, opening up those obliques, moving the, the, moving the, the rib cage and getting the rib cage to move, like take a kettlebell, just do a dumbbell side bend, um, bend to the side and take a deep inhale at the bottom and then come back up and again, regress to your ability. A lot of times you don't even need to do it. If you're really in pain, you don't even need to do like a kettlebell in your hand, weight it up. But athletes yeah. that we built that up for that, that's been a game changer for a lot of people, but the yeah. Jefferson curl is really good too. Cause again, it, it's, it's just moving that spine through a range of motion that it's not totally used to. A lot of it's like, getting the brain to understand it can be there and it's going to be safe when it goes there. Cause you, you see a lot of athletes super tense up. And it's like, just sit there for like a three count of breath, like just breathe there. And a lot of it's like, Oh, and then it relaxes and they feel better and they're able to mm -hmm. go there. So a lot of it's like the brain preventing it's a position they don't know about. So the brain seizes up because it doesn't know if it goes there, what really happened. So allowing the brain to understand that position is safe. It's able to go there for a lot of athletes will, will make them feel a lot better too. It's not even like, any muscle or anything it's literally just the brain telling it i can go into that position without feeling like shit yeah yeah the the one the thing that you brought up the side bends i think super not super rare to see people doing it you're super you're totally on point about that you know doing anything whether it's like getting in a hyperextension bench and just doing some side so bends, good right or doing doing the reverse sort of a reverse hyperextension but on the side right where you've just got your oblique against a, a bench or whatever Nobody's doing them, and I totally agree with you. A big game changer uh, for lower back stuff. I, I don't see. I, I I rarely see. Everybody's sort of catching on to the, you know, uh, the Louis Simmons sort of style of uh, hi, reverse hyper hypers, right? And just regular hypers and deadlifting. But as far as like obliques, I feel like nobody's doing them. And and again, in gymnastics, it's very common. You know, I grew up doing some of that, so it was very normal for us. It's like at least part of a warm up. And um, yeah, I, I don't see that being done in the gym often. You're probably the only guy, honestly, bro, that I follow that I see. I see you do something like that regularly and twisting. I see you talking about twisting, doing a lot of twisting, which again, probably because of the McGill influence and because of all the strength and conditioning stuff, a lot of people have kind of become obsessed with uh, not twisting, but what do they call it? Anti-rotation, right? Anti-rotation, yeah. Which is like, it's just like, come on. Fucking I don't every know. lift that you do is anti-rotation, bro. Like yes, <laughs> you're going to compare yes. your 600 pound squat where everything, like if you're fucking rotating during that 600 pound squat, yeah. you're dead. You're yeah. going to compare that to your 30 pound, like payoff press where you're fucking just holding that. Like that, that, that that's another <laughs> paradox, bro. Like that's crazy. Um, but I oh, fuck, I was going to, you're talking about the, the bends. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like, you say I'm the only one that's doing it's when I grew up, it was all like, it was, I was told it was a bad thing. I was told dumbbell side bends. Those, oh, those, really? Like oh, that. Shit. I, so like I was told for like, this was a huge bias. I had to break out of myself is like, I was always told it was terrible for your back. It, it was one of the worst movements you could do. It's a huge waste of time. Like wow. I was told that since I've been like 18, once I first started getting in the sports performance world, it was all anti-rotation, anti-rotation planks. Like don't waste your time on these dumbbell side bends. They're super dangerous. They're they like a vanity thing. Like, so like when you say that, it's like, I think of my biases. Like when I grew up, I, everybody told me they were terrible and, and I, that's not even in the back world. That's not even exploring the back. That was just sports performance. Everybody told me it was one of the worst things you could do for your spine. Just a waste of time. So it kind of makes sense now. Yeah. Like everybody growing up through that era was told it was terrible. Nobody's going to really do it unless you kind of break out of that mold. But that, that was a huge bias of that I had to break out of.
Interesting, right? I, I grew up doing a lot of martial arts. So for us, it's just, it was like, it's almost dumb because, you know, if you're doing judo, man, if I'm going to throw you on your back, I'm going to twist and bend really fucking hard. That's the way to do it. And the funny thing is that most of the injuries are rarely the back. It's always like the knees because you're doing a lot of quick, you know, snappy things with your, it's really the knees, honestly, I would probably say, and maybe fingers, you know, just, just, uh, you know, injuries that you keep like hitting this spot. But I don't really know anybody that has a bad back from twisting and bending all the time. And again, you, you got to like, you know, space it out. Uh, you know, you can't be dumb, dumb about it. Right. You got to, you got to like uh, build up to it, but yeah, I'm, I don't agree with the whole uh, anti-rotation thing and and the whole anti-bending thing. It's it's really funny, man. It's it's uh, I, I don't I don't it hasn't worked for me. And and again, the people that have do to do it regularly have some of the healthiest backs I've ever met. And, and it's, but you talked about like judo, where you you're talking about where you're twisting. Like I played fucking football. Like that's every <laughs> tackle, bro. Any pass that's rush true move, too, right? Like that's why it's so <laughs> stupid. Because it's like if you just again, and I was I, I couldn't piece it together because I was told it. So they, this it drives me insane because I'm like, how fucking stupid was I? It's mm. like I I watch pass rush videos all the time. Like that's all I did. Like I was like I was a defense lineman after a little bit. I was mm. like. I want to, I want to pass rush like these guys. I want to move like these guys. And I would see these guys dip, rip, and like fucking throw these 300 pound monsters off to the side. Mm. And my solution to that was I need to do a fucking front plank and I need to squat <laughs> more. And I was like, I could not piece those things together. Like it was just so like, it's so funny now looking back yeah. at it, but it's like, you talk about like, it's common sense. I, I was twisting and throwing people all the time. I was like, yeah, fucking most sports are. And it's still like, it's something that people do not see. It's like tennis, it should, tennis, it should... no contact sport. Tennis, I mean, think about tennis. <laughs> like still, how much you yeah, got twist. Yeah. Bro, and it's like, it should be such common sense, but it's just, it's, it's, it's not. But again, if you're just able to watch the sport and just say, like you said, well, it's like, but you don't see the back injuries there. It's like, yeah, you, we probably fucking shouldn't, but like, that strength conditioning it probably caused more injuries than it's it's fixed with our approach to it and we're so stubborn to looking into something new it's like we don't have the answers you know like we don't have the people are still getting hurt at a high rate it, i can't turn any like if i pick somebody off the road if i had the answers i could pick somebody off the road and make them an olympian that that's happening like i could fucking just make them like just mm -hmm. make them so we don't have the answers unless you just want to say it's all genetics like if you want to just say it's all genetics then then you can't say you have the answers you know like that's a big piece you can't have both worlds you can't you cannot funny, have right? both worlds that is funny people do do that don't they right that's yeah. just genetics oh but listen to me <laughs> but listen to me yeah you know like so that that's the tough yeah. part like you you can't do both things you, you if you want to admit it's all genetics like I don't believe, I don't necessarily believe that it's all genetic. I think it's a, mm -hmm. probably a huge part of it, but it's like, you can't sit there and say that. And then also say you have the, you can't, you don't get best of both worlds. So you have to admit you don't have the answers and we're still exploring and we need to explore systems and we may never have the answers. Is probably a good point of that. Like the beginning of infinity is a really good book about that. As soon as you think you have the answer, like it opens up a new realm to all other answers and all other questions and answers to questions. All they do, all answers do is open up more questions. So it's like, it's always infinity. You're always at the start of the infinity. Um, but we, I, we're just not there. Like these coaches, I sit on Twitter and it's like, this is the fucking answer. Bigger, faster, stronger, five by five. Like, no, bro. Like we cannot, like, I don't, I just don't understand how you can say that yeah. when you have so many data points that it's just not right. It's just not yeah. true. I think, I mean, bro, I think just honestly, a part of it is the genetics thing, meaning, a lot of those coaches are working with fucking guys that are just born insanely athletically talented and you can do whatever the fuck you want with them sometimes. And 
they'll perform well. Now, not all, not not forever, not always. You know, again, I, I don't think that's interesting to live life like that. It's just to kind of, you know, just to throw whatever you want at them and just like, okay, they'll be great. Because, you know, what's the point of living then? <laughs> but maybe that's why they're getting away with it. You know, it's like a lot of times, like you'll watch like a, like a professional athlete, right? And you're just watching them train and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's not a, a thing of like, oh, I know better, I'm smarter. But like almost any basic trainer would agree with you, right? You're watching, I don't know, whether it's, I'm trying to think of an example of some LeBron squatting. Yeah, LeBron. Yeah, great. <laughs> there we go. Great example. Yes, yes. And you're just like, oh my god. Like, there's so much. There's a way better use of your time, right? But at the same time, he's so talented, and then people just think that he's there because of these things that he's doing, and it's, it's really the opposite way. You know, it's really the opposite. It's like he's so talented that he could probably do whatever the fuck he wants to do in the gym, and he'll probably make it. But at the same time, it catches up to everybody at some point. It catches up to everybody. So, you know, I, I don't think that having that point of view is good either because, again, at some point they'll get injured. At some point they'll do something really dumb. And, you know, and, and also it doesn't better you as a coach, right, to just to not even think think about what you're doing with an athlete. Well, yeah, I tell people all the time to ease it. So when I was uh, – when I first started at college coach, I, we were at the Division three level. Um, so you're working with like grinder athletes, like no scholarship. These, these athletes are just fucking grinding to get to where they're at. They're not very good. I mean, they're, they're good athletes retrospect to the human population, but there's a massive jump between the division three level and like division one and our school bumped to the division one level. And we had this freshman class that recruited on division one. So these guys are scholarship guys. These guys are like just freaks. Mm -hmm. Easiest job I've ever had. Easiest job. I would tell them like, Hey, this is how you squat. And something that would take six weeks to teach a like division three kid. They, I would have these kids that have never lifted before. They're just freaks. They would be like, hey, coach, like this. I'm like, yep, exactly like that. Like, I'm not doing anything to that, dude. You're just, you're <laughs> phenomenal at mimicking. You're phenomenal at solving yeah. movement problems. Like, you, yeah. you just got it. Like, that's the easiest job I've ever done. I could have did anything with those guys. They're going to be freaks. And so it's like, you, you, but then you take that. I pulled that out. I was like, holy fuck. I've been looking up to all these big time coaches at these big levels. And that's not to discredit everybody. Again, that's not to discredit, but right. that's of who course. I look at. That's who everybody looks at. And it's like, <laughs> they're even way steps above that's like the cream of the crop the, the that's the one percent of the one percent of my room that i'm working with that i think are freak athletes with my experience of high school and division three athletes that's the greatest athlete in this room after like so many so many things going right they have a hundred of those athletes mm -hmm. it's like yeah no shit your program works bro <laughs> like no don't don't fuck that kid up don't mess that kid up and your program works your program's amazing they can smell a weight room and they're going to get stronger and it's yeah. like yeah. yeah that that that's you're set there as a coach yourself it's just a you know a, a cautionary tale of like you know don't don't think that just because somebody is training LeBron James, they know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> yeah. and, and vice versa too, though, right? It doesn't mean that they're a shit trainer just because they're super popular and everybody likes them. Because, you know, again, don't don't be a hater. You know, fucking get better yourself. Keep chopping wood, doing your thing. Yeah, because you see a lot of people hating too. I mean, you and I hated a little bit on this podcast, but we're having a good time. A little bit go back yeah. and forth. I like it. So say so say you get a um you know, a grinder athlete, you fresh, you know, you, you never met him before. Do you, how would you structure a program? Do, do you have a certain way? Do you test these guys? Do you, you know, try to test their strengths and weaknesses right away and then set up a program? Or do you have like sort of a, a set way of going about things? How do you do it? Yeah. So an athlete walks into me day one, the biggest things I'm looking at. So like, I, I will purposely, like I will send them the address and then not text them. Like I'll tell them, Hey, this is where we're starting. 
Uh, biggest thing, like I want to see psychologically, like who they mm. are, because uh, super anxious athletes will send me a hundred texts, like where where do I go? I'm here. Uh, what door do I use? What? And I'm not faulting them for doing that. It's just I want to see who psychologically are. Are they able mm. to just handle a little bit of stress and figure things out? Is that the type of athlete they are? Or are they the hyper? Da, 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 I need I need problem solved. I need this figured out. So that's a huge tale. Um, I like and then when they come in, I don't, I don't, I usually don't introduce myself right away. Like I don't come up to them and I'm like, Hey guys, this is who's joined. Lucy's joining us today. Like everybody welcome. <laughs> like it's I'll have her, have him or her walk in the gym. I look at how they're walking in. Are they, 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 they looking at their phone and like all depressed and looking down or are they walking in like up looking for a group to join? Um, and usually like the way our gym set up, like all these athletes, they have like an athlete meeting room. And then I'm usually in this like little bit of back uh, in the back weight room. So they have to walk through the athletes to get to me basically to start. Um, and I like, I like seeing how they interact with these athletes. Do they introduce themselves? Do they sit in the corner and wait for me to bring them up? Like, well, how are they introducing? So that that's a big psychological piece. And I'll note mm -hmm. all of that and see how they handle that and kind of base a lot of their programming of like what they're doing off of that. And then we, we, I, throw them into a game instantly so we, we always do like these small-sided agility agility games either it's a fun one or it's mm. a challenging one but awesome now where did you pick that up because again from the school that i come from whether it's martial arts or any sport back in russia it's always a thing it's a very common thing you, you warm up with a game whether it's like a fake basketball like you know we'll put some fucking rings up and just use them as, as, a, as a hoop literally bro and every sport i've ever done but in america it's not a really a thing that i've seen a lot of but Again, going to seeing you on Instagram, I'm like, holy shit! Look at this guy. It's like you're a fucking Russian that lives in Minnesota. <laughs> where'd you where'd you pick that up? Where'd you pick that habit up? That was that was through a lot of my podcast guests, like uh, ah. Michael's Wayful, Rafe Kelly, um, Frank Frenchens a lot, and Frank Frenchens' book, like Exuberant Animal. Um, he really talks about like it, he's pretty anti like anti-organized sports anti-competition and he's just all like it's all free play like and but the the psychological side of like the power of play, the power of um power of cooperation in movements and and mm. movement problems and that was that was a big thing is like talking to a lot of podcast guests like that in the world it's like your goal like i really had to formulate my goal of making them bigger faster stronger into making them better solvers of movement problems like you, you look at these great athletes it's not that they're all bigger faster stronger it's they're able to use bigger faster stronger to solve movement problems and so many athletes are just missing that connection it's like i go i'm thinking about that i've been talking about this it's like if you use a jump mat as your KPI, like I want to, I want to get them to jump higher. I want them to jump higher. You're going to change your whole program to get them to jump higher. And of course they're going to do it. So it's like, you're spending all this time to get them to, but your, your goal is not, your goal with them is not to get them to jump higher. Your goal is to get them better at their sport, to solve problems better on their sport. Jumping higher does not do that for any athlete. If that is their massive missing link, okay, but not there's not a single athlete out there that if you just increase their vertical and do nothing else, they're going to walk on the field and they're going to be a better athlete. They're they're going to perform. They're going to become the star player. They're going to go from bench to starter. It's like I want to use the KPIs of bigger, faster, stronger through this game method, and it's like so I watch them play these games. What's the rate limiting factor? So he has this. So let's go. Like we have this narrow field. Really, the only way to solve the problem is to out sprint the next person. I'll set up environments like this. So the only way to solve the problem is by beating them with speed because it's the field isn't wide. So you don't really get to juke them a lot. So you got to out sprint them. Can you out sprint them? Okay, you're kicking their ass every single time in a one on one. You're able to out sprint them. I know speed is not your rate limiting factor, but a lot of coaches will sit there and like go sprint these guys and do it, spend a bunch of time getting him faster. It's like, I just watched. That's not, that's not his issue, mm. but I put him in the same environment and where speed is the answer, but it's two V two. 
and he doesn't know how to process all the information around them. So that's an information problem with that person. So that that's how I really like to break that down with with the athletes is what is the what are the movement problems they are struggling to solve and how can we get them better at solving those movement problems rather than I need to get them bigger, faster, stronger. Bigger, faster, stronger allows them to solve movement problems, but solving movement problems is a totally different aspect of it. And you really don't see that until you implement them into these game aspects. Mm. Fucking love it, bro. So what would be an example of some of your favorite games that you guys do at the beginning? Oh. You do you do this as a warm-up, right? At the beginning, you're saying before so you we'll, yeah, we'll do we'll do like a usually we'll do a fun game in like a movement challenge type game and then we'll play more of a specific game so more of a small side of game that's more like um like uh 2v1 like offense defense um football guys are working on like catching a ball like let's say it's like a screen pass catch a ball use a small space to score um mm -hmm. but for the fun games like we have this exercise ball and we've been playing exercise ball handball and it's been one of the greatest games we've ever played. It's this massive fucking exercise ball. It's like a Swiss uh, they, ball you made, right? Like, like yeah, a Swiss ball. <laughs> yep. 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 So we've been playing handball with that. And it's been the greatest thing ever because the big <laughs> ball like slows everybody down. So you really have to cooperate and like make a ton of passes and communicate in that way. Okay. Um, and, and like shooting on goals has been like, it's really fucking hard, but it slows it down enough to where you can't just like, we, we play a lot of handball, like with smaller ball, just like, but it, people can throw it so fast, it's really hard to stop. Mm -hmm. With the big ball, you really have to cooperate and, like, create an open lane to go score and, like, <laughs> deking people out with the big ball. And people catching the big ball is fucking hilarious. But there, there's a ton of contact in that game. But, yeah, the, the, the games like that are they're super powerful. And just watching, like, what's happening in front of you, too. Because, like, people's like, you're wasting time. You're just playing. You're having fun. Like, you're just – it's fun, but you're wasting time. It's like the, the – con like – the stimulus they're getting from that, the, the amount of volume they're getting when they're running, the amount of like agility they're getting. Like I, I ran 17, three cone shuttles that you guys normally do. Like when the fucking athlete hates it and there's no mm -hmm. context to it. Mm -hmm. I ran 17 of those in this 10 minutes, like doing fun, you know, like soft tissue prep agility. Like we're, yeah. we're doing a ton of stuff. Like the stimulus is still there, but again, people are unable to see the stimulus because there's smiles on the athlete's face. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so goofy. No, man. You gotta, you gotta lay on a foam roller, bro, for 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, That's what you're gonna so do. <laughs> yeah 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 that's funny man so so from after a game is there does the structure continue what do you do what would you do next yeah we'll go game and so i, I like the psychological like so you get that massive like everybody's going come competitions like firing so i apply that like psychological energy into like our main output of the day whether that's a sprint a jump a heavy lift um that that's kind of what i do so i kind of funnel it from this massive high spike in energy so they come from sitting in class to like playing this game they're all sitting there screaming at each other having a ton of fun massive energy up in the room i'm gonna funnel that into the thing that i want intent for that day so maybe it's a maybe it's a barbell squat maybe it's a bench mm -hmm. maybe it's a med ball throw maybe it's a jump on the jump mat maybe it's a sprint um but so we'll funnel that intent into something that has a massive stimulus input for the day and then a lot of times i'll slow them back down so they have these two big big like high energy things you're lifting a lot of weight everybody's rah rah everybody's going then i'll draw them into what like kind of what we call like building armor mm -hmm. and that'll be like either a hundred rep scheme of like a small height hip movement um uh iso for like two or three minutes uh a dead hang for like two or three minutes but building the armor some of these small soft tissue things that we're kind of working on mm -hmm. but a lot of it's like the psychological challenge too of can you go from this super high environment to this environment where you're pretty internal it's kind of a fucking grind um, we're building soft tissue, you get the physical aspect, but can you go from here to here um, without being all pissed off? And you'll have to have a lot of conversations with athletes. It's like, 
they, they're able to get high. A lot of athletes are able to get high and they're able to go, but they can't go internal. They can't like sit on the bench per se and kind of what we're mimicking there a little bit. And then from there, we'll kind of draw them back out into more of like the arms for moms, more of like a high energy thing. Again, more accessory type work. Um, maybe it's like secondary type movements that we're going to do. Maybe it's an RDL if we're trying to build up like the posterior chain, stuff like that, more accessory type work. And then we'll funnel them back into um, that low energy high rep armor building. So we'll have two, two of those, those blocks in a workout and accessory stage. And then the high stage at the top. Mm. I love that. You think about all this shit, man. Most people don't even think about all this. No. Yeah. I, li I lived in my gym for four years, so uh, I didn't have <laughs> I a life for a long for time. Four years. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I, <laughs> I want to hear this story. Now. Time. Tell me this story now. What is this? I, I was, I was homeless for four years. I didn't fucking any money, bro. I what? graduated. Yeah. I didn't have any money. I didn't graduate college. Um, I was sleeping at my college for a little bit. Um, that I worked at, I was making like uh, 4k for the whole year at my college uh, that I oh. worked at as the head strength coach for the football team. Wow. Um, so no fucking money at all. Um, and I was sleeping at my college. I was able to shower there. Um, all of my clothes were from their lost and found. I was wearing the lost and found shit all the time. Um, and I was sleeping at the college and the janitors fucking went into the room that I was sleeping in, into my office. Cause they, they did the night session. So the night round of the janitors caught me. I was like, fuck. So I wasn't able to sleep on the ground my office at the college anymore uh so i had to leave there and i had to go sleep on the ground of my uh <laughs> of my gym and break in there every night because they have an alarm system and the owner oh of the building God, couldn't know man. that we were in there so yeah we slept on gymnastic mat i put a gymnastics mat on the ground um yeah i had a fucking blanket and slept there for four years so i had a lot of time to think about a lot of this shit legend legend Okay, oh man oh man I, I i can't imagine you were uh eating uh grass-fed burgers then at that time and lots of uh organic strawberries right it's probably were you, were you grinding it out or what man bro the, the moving into a house the number one thing i didn't give a fuck about the bed i did not care a kitchen <laughs> man having a kitchen and home cooking food for the first time so <laughs> like so unbelievable like it was so nice because we were it was they had um this um grocery store i have next to had this fucking bagged chicken that I would fucking throw in a microwave. And it was like, I look at it now and I still am repulsed by it because of like uh. how many nights we had that. But um, yeah, I had to cook and I had to do it in secret too. So like you had to like do it at certain times of the day or like super late at night because there's other tenants in the building and you can't have them knowing you're fucking sleeping there. You're going to get kicked out. You're not, you're going to lose your house and lose your fucking gym for sleeping there because it's not legal to sleep there. So like setting that up was a total shit show. But yeah, it was a ton of like bagged chicken, fucking like Chipotle, um, oatmeal oh god, that type of man. stuff oh my god so now that you're uh you're a big boy you're, you did your time how's your diet looking now what do you what do you do you have <laughs> much you better have... like i just finished some fucking grass-fed steak and rice upstairs before this podcast and i'm there eating some um there some organic blueberries now so yeah i saw in your uh your stories yeah somebody asked you like you know what's your diet like and i think you posted it might have been grass-fed beef and some veggies and and some blueberries, but then at the bottom you wrote, and I also smashed two pizzas yesterday. Because you <laughs> yeah. <stay> elite. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we uh, me and the girl had a had a pizza off last night, so we kind of went out for there. So that was uh, that was pretty good. Okay, so you don't you don't uh, subscribe to a particular uh, style of eating, paleo, fucking uh, whatever, vegan, um, fruitarian, uh, you know, nothing <laughs> I, like that. Eh? I just try to cook my own food as much as possible, and then. When it's time to time to go eat a pizza, we go eat a pizza, and you can get. That's the thing is like you can get pretty fucking lean. Like I think big. Like if you just cook your own food, that's a huge thing. Like, if you just cook your own huge. food and you know where your shit comes from, huge, huge. Ninety percent, ninety percent of your issues. It's like 
that's the number one like people don't a lot of people like a lot of athletes really don't want to hear like they want like a subscription they want me to tell them like go carnivore do like just cook your own food you're gonna feel so much better it's good and then you still have room if you do that 90 percent of the time you still have room to go go have a pizza like yeah. you still have room for that like mm. it's just when you're not even if it is just to pull like a lot of things it's just like you feel crappy on and it starts like this streak it's like if you just cook your food, you know where everything came from. And it's hard. It's hard to eat like shit if you cook your own food. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like it's really hard to eat like shit if you I agree. just cook it. I agree. And it just 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 de facto, you'll be fucking eating better ingredients because you're not going to like spray a bunch of fucking whatever weird oil in there or some, you know, you're not going to sprinkle sugar. I mean, you could, I guess. But you know what I'm saying? The point <laughs> is you're not going to add a bunch of shit in there. You're just going to like cook the steak and cook the steak. You're not going to like it's not going to be some super a processed fucking thing that has you know a giant ingredient list on it and when you start fucking cooking for yourself too and you learn how to do it like i'm not i'm not an amazing cook by any means but like i do ghee steak and rice like this meal that i make it is not like i'm forcing it's not like a chicken and rice meathead meal like where i'm forcing it down i like i look forward to eating it like it's mm -hmm. like god this is gonna smack you know like it, it, once you start to like understand how to cook it like if you were eating food that you hate all the time one, it's not sustainable, and two, you're doing it wrong. I don't care how jacked you are, you're doing it wrong. There, there's a way to get absolute. I've been like, I think the lowest I was when we went on our spring break trip last year was like six percent body fat at 220 pounds, and I never oh. dreaded a single meal, a single meal that I was eating, like a single meal. Like you don't have to dread it. I promise you, do not have to dread it. Maybe if you're going to be like the two percenters of like the bodybuilding world where you need to be jacked up on steroids in like the last. Yeah two weeks right. or whatever that you want to yeah. do but yeah. you can get stupid shredded and look forward to every meal that you eat if you just mm -hmm. find out and maybe it is maybe you love chicken and rice that's amazing too but like th there's small <laughs> things that you can do that chicken you can, broccoli like, and rice yeah 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 morning, there's small things that you can do. cardio yeah, yeah the classic <laughs> that, shit bro and that you enjoy rice. yeah 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 but I, I imagine a lot of dudes ask you about nutrition is that is that kind of the thing that you tell them mostly first it's just like cook your own food just eat real food Cook your own food. Yeah. Find hacks for your own food. I think that's a big piece too. It's like, like one of the big hacks is small, but like throwing like chicken or like bone broth on your rice, like absolute game changer for your rice. If you hate yeah. eating rice, throw bone broth on it. Like I bet you're going to fucking love it. If you don't like cooking, like you're like, even if it is just chicken or you don't like ground beef or you don't like steak, like throw like an avocado or throw some peppers in there. It's like very small tweaks to your diet can make a meal that is just like, just disgustingly boring that you hate to like this is a fucking five-star meal that i love you know like yeah. it's just small tweaks I and mean, people like stress out so and there's so much shit information out there too it's like strength conditioning is a shit field there are some dumb people there <laughs> nutrition bro the nutrition <laughs> field oh my god like, <laughs> it, it's 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 brutal like some of the things that people are told it, it's tough for them to like break out of that mold so have you like, met any guys that have were on extreme diets like a carnivore diet or whatever and, and try to work it out with you anything like that yeah, I mean, yeah, we have, we have some hardos and then I, I've never met somebody that's stuck with it for a long time. No, there you but go. that's, yeah. that's the key, isn't it? Right. It's funny. People, you know, it's like same thing, like with, you know, I make fun of vegan. I mean, I make fun of everybody, you know me, but you know, I make fun of vegan sometimes too. And it's like, people say, well, this guy has been vegan for four years. And it's like, this one guy has been vegan for four years. And for that one guy, there's probably a million people that hasn't been vegan and are probably doing at least as good as him, but probably better. So it's just, I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. I'm I'm all about that. I'm a big fan of like, if this thing works for you and it keeps working for you, great. But if it doesn't, don't do it just because this one guy is doing it. And it's like, just change it. Try changing it out. Especially when there's like, again, it's like, but pe people don't want to eat a certain way. 
people want to feel better, look better, move better. You know, like they they don't want it. they don't give a fuck about a carnivore diet. They there would take a go. pill if they like. If you want to feel better, move better, look better. Those are the three yeah. things that you want. Yeah. And there's there's much better ways to do it than going vegan. Like the amount of people I know that have gone vegan because of like a do- one documentary where they told they were going to feel better, look better, move better. Yeah. Like those are the three things they want. They were told that was going to happen. So they do it. It's like, there's so many better ways that you can feel better, look better, move better. You don't, you don't have to completely change and fucking hate every meal that you eat. It's not going to solve the problem. It's not going to be a long-term solution. And you can still get those three things by doing it a better way. Yeah. 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 So do you, do you work with guys that have to watch their weight or get lean or anything like that? Or is it just, I mean, not really, right. They're just fucking working out training hard and just, or, or, or are you working? Are you working with any like wrestlers, anything like that? We, well, our wrestlers are pretty they, – they're pretty dialed in with, with a lot. Wrestlers are honestly the easiest. Like, they, they're pretty they dialed in. they just won't eat, bro. <laughs> wrestlers are hardcore. I they know. fucking die. But, uh, like, a lot, of our, a lot of our online business is with people that want to lose weight um, mm-hmm. and, like, are okay. big into this. So, like, our, our in-person stuff is all athletes. So, a lot of them, honestly, it's adding weight, adding lean muscle, doing that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Um, but our online clients um, that work with through the insider, a lot of that is, like – I'm going to feel better, look better, move better and look better emphasized, you know, like, mm-hmm. so that that's a big piece is, is piecing together. And, and you'll be, you'd be absolutely shocked. Like the stuff we're talking about it, it for a lot of people, it is crazy information. They've never been told that before. They've never been told to cook their food. Like we, I worked with a guy that went from 330 pounds to 230 pounds over wow. seven months. He lost a hundred pounds in seven months. Respect. What he did he sent me his first diet sheet and he was proud of it. He's like, only went out to eat four times this week. Um, and he was like, send me everything. He was drinking eight to 12 beers a night. Just a big old dude from Wisconsin. And like, he just threw that on there. And he was like, only went out to eat four times. I'm looking to cut that down to like maybe three next time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, what about the beer? Like, like, <laughs> like, let's talk about that. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, bro, like you have eight to 12 of those a night. Some nights like 20. I was yeah. like, let's start to work. Like, I need, I don't need you to cut. That's a pastime for you, yeah. whatever. Like, like that's how you've grown up. Like, but let's cut that down to maybe like four or five. Cut it down mm-hmm. to four or five. He lost forty pounds. Like, so it's like that. That was really eye opening to me because I've always been in this field. It really eye opening to me of like the amount of times I've told people like you can cook your own food and you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of great results. And they do and like holy fuck, I didn't know that. It's like mm. that's magic. It's not magic. It's really not. It's it's basic information, but it's not given to some people. people are, ugh, that's sad, man. That saddens me a little bit. But I mean, at the same time, look, it's great that you know you and I can work with people and and you know and and help them understand these things. But yeah, man, that's fucking. That's crazy. I guess so. So, so basic stuff you recommend like that. Cook your own food. Uh, what about what about dudes that that do want to get shredded? What about the young, dumb, and full of cum kind of guys that want to get shredded? <laughs> what do you, what do you recommend that you have like a you have a couple of hacks that you you tell them to do, or or what do you do? Well, for the for the guys that are doing that, we, usually we do like we add in Fat Boy. What like they'll they'll get the whole program. So like fucking first like. <laughs> adherence to the program like fucking go run the program and usually guys like that they're solid with but a lot of guys it's like the skinny guys that want i want to get jacked it's like no you fucking don't i'm looking at your program you haven't logged in in four days like you haven't done any of this like (laughs) you're telling me like that's not gonna solve any issues but guys that are pretty like things we've had good success was like we'll do like fat boy walks we call them fat boy walks um boy walks yeah every time we get skinny like i try to lean out i'll do one of those like once a day 20 to 30 minutes of just like walking on an incline with literally holding 10 pound dumbbells and like adding mm. those in and just walking for 20, 30 minutes to get a sweet forearm pump, get a good yeah, sweat. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Um, right. Like just like a good little incline walk. Can do for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. It's, it's simple stuff like that. Like adding that in, doing some like 
some supplements with some stuff. Honestly, like the supplements are usually, and Noah Ryan was the first guy to really like put it in words for me. But a lot of it's like gateway drugs for this stuff. Like give somebody a supplement that makes them feel good for a little bit and they're going to be fucking sold on everything else. And oh, everything else, yeah. the, everything oh, else is yeah. what gets their results. But you give them a gateway into that, like give them something like, like she legit's a big one for people. Like they, they take she legit and they like get a little fucking head high and they feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And they're like, holy fuck, this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, Then they run their workout and they're like, holy fuck, this is it. Like I had the best workout of my life. <laughs> and then you get them, you get them doing workouts for fucking three months straight. And of course they get results because they went from doing nothing or doing shit to doing workouts for three months straight. So, so a I bit of a big... placebo effect too. Not that the supplements don't work, but it's just, they get it in massive, head, right? massive, massive. And I agree like, with you. I've noticed that a long time ago too, right? It's like you tell this protein will change your life and they start taking the protein. And then when they, when they don't drink the protein, it's like, oh, I didn't work out today. So I can't drink my protein. And then they're like, okay, I'm going to go work out, I guess. And then <laughs> yeah. So they get in their head about it. So I mean, but if it works, it works right again. It's like, whatever. I mean, Hey, yeah, game, I think like gamifying it, making the workouts enjoyable. Like in here, like that's the thing. It's like the the biggest message is like you're not there because you you're just not there yet. Like there's no hack, there's nothing small. Like, you're not missing something. Like and this is for athletes too. It's just, like you're just not fucking good enough yet, and that's okay. Like the acceptance of that is a big piece. Like you're just not fucking good enough yet. You are not missing anything. There's there's no missing link. You're just not lean enough yet. You're not missing anything. You just haven't done it yet. And we're going to get there. But it, it takes a long time. It takes a long time to get to a lot of these things. You want to be a professional athlete. It takes 30 years of your life to get there for a lot of people. You know, like they're spending a lot of time to reach a level. That's 30 years of work. And for a lot of people, it's like, you're just not there yet. We don't have to pretend like there's some hack. We need to talk about, are you willing to go there? And are you willing to wait long enough to get there? If the answer is yes, then we accept that and we just continue to work and we understand there is no hack. We're just going to keep working to get there. And for a lot of people, the answer is just no. And I've done that plenty of times in my life. I've pursued something. I get there. I'm like, I am not willing to put in the work that I thought I was willing to put in to reach this. Like, it's not something that I actually care about enough to go pursue. Like, maybe it's maybe it's like pickleball. I want to be a pickleball pro. It's like, if I want to be a pickleball pro, I'm going to have to spend seven hours a day on the fucking court to catch up to these people <laughs> and continue to do it. And I, I realize I'm like, at one point I'm like, I love pickleball. I love playing this. It's a fun sport. I'm not willing to go be a pro in it. Like I thought I was, I thought I was going to do this. I thought it was gonna be something I picked up like instantly. But if I actually am going to do that, it's going to be seven hours a day. I'm going to have to probably stop the gym. Like, I'm just not willing to do that. So I have to accept that and understand the reason I'm not good enough yet is because not because of some hack, not because of some paddle, like these old people getting sold these paddles. It's like that paddle has nothing to do with your skill, bro. You know, like, and that's just like, it's such a micro, micro view of everything though. It's like you're sold a paddle in any part of your life. And you feel like that's the answer. It's like, that's not the answer. You're just not willing to go do it. And that's okay. I'm not trying to be the hardo that says, Oh, go fucking grind, bro. It's like, right. No, I don't care. Like it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to be willing to go do that. There's plenty of things I'm not willing to go do. Go find something you are willing to go do and go put all of your energy into that. And you're going to be so much better than sitting in this, like this fake grind mindset of, Oh, I, I could have fucking done it, but I was just missing that. No, no, bro. You're it's missing, like, uh, <laughs> it's re- refreshing to hear that, bro. Honestly, because again, t- in today's culture, it's so like, Oh no, no, no. You're just missing. You didn't do your program. Right. Or you didn't structure it. Right. And it's like, dude, how long have you been doing the program? Ah, like six weeks. And it's like, fuck, how about try six years, right? <laughs> yeah. Try six years. Try six years. Try yes. six years, you know? And it's not to say that that's a bad program or, I mean, the whole idea is that you're going to kind of fluctuate and keep adjusting. Sure, keep adjusting, keep getting better. But it's never going to be a straight shot up, right? It's just going to be a little up and down, up and down, and you know. 
hopefully in the right direction as you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to keep keep chopping wood, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now, honestly, it's a great saying, bro. It really makes a lot of sense. Yeah, brother. So, so what are you looking forward to doing now? What's your what's your thing? What you you got some goals set for yourself? Yeah, I continue to grow the online business, and then this year, um, we started consults. So, I've been doing like a lot of business consults for a lot of younger coaches, which I've I've really enjoyed. Like that, that's a big part of business. I think I'll enjoy. It's like just mm -hmm. building out businesses with people. I think I think I fucking geek out about that. Um, I love and that. Then, when I when I was starting out too, dude, I did a lot of those. I paid a lot of money to a lot of guys, a lot of top strength coaches and whatnot, but. You know what, man? I got so much out of those things, honestly. N maybe maybe not every single time it was mind-blowing, but it was just because you get to meet a person that has gone through this whole you know, progression of stuff and you get to <laughs> talk to them and pick their brain. And that's really worth something. You know, it's, it's you know, it, you can really, you can really guide your direction and where you're going. It's not like you're going to learn. It's not like you're going to have a consultation with them, talk for an hour and learn everything. But it's going to give you a good direction to go towards, I think. And I, I'm a big fan of those things. So I think it's great that you're doing that, man. Well, that, that made me think the Zen of Archery talks about like, you'll never learn the last, like you're going to, you're going to suffer the shipwreck on your own, no matter what. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you need to crash into the rocks that 400 people have crashed into, you know, like yes. you're going to yes. solve, you're, you're going to crash. Like everybody's going to crash in life. You're going to fuck up in life. You're going to do it. Nobody can solve you from avoiding all of those mistakes. But here are 19 rocks right here. Like, let's just take a little right. You don't have to do that one because yeah. if you do that one, you're going to get out of it and you're also going to go do your own. So like, yeah. let's avoid the one that someone other, somebody else has already taken or a bunch yeah, of people you, have already you've, taken. You've mapped it out for them. Hey, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. trust me. Don't go this direction. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then they're going to take them map farther too which which is a big piece too it's like i got you past that point and you're gonna take that map farther and hopefully yep. one day you can show me a fucking lock that i can avoid in my life love that love that man okay so you're doing a lot of consultations you keep expanding the business working with people online and i got a book uh, i'm working on like the you got a book what's this <laughs> yeah, book this uh so I, i'm not sure if i'm gonna make it an ebook yet or a or an actual printed book, it'd be kind of dope to be a printed book, but I want to get all my thoughts because I, I feel like I definitely want to go more, more writing, more like business center, something outside of the world of sports performance. I'm not sure when I want to take that, but when I do take that journey, I want the book like well, on all my thoughts of sports performance in a singular book so I can close the book. Like when I close the chapter on that, that chapter of my life, it's actually closed and I actually have a book to hand people like, hey, these are all my thoughts on here. You can have mm -hmm. it. So um, the book of Yokian, um the mm -hmm. the elite guide to uh yeats uh is kind of the the whole <laughs> general it. general thought process <laughs> there but um yeah just a general overview of everything we do like i'm gonna do a bunch of books within the book itself so it's gonna be like the book of spine and it's gonna be all the spine stuff that we talked about the book of games all the awesome. game stuff the awesome. book of speed the book of strength all of that so building that out uh working on that and hopefully that's done by the by the end of the year um and crushing that or at least parts of it like i, I think the book is fine and i'll probably release by itself just to start um mm -hmm. and that'll for sure be done by the end of the year awesome brother awesome um yeah man well fucking thank you so much for coming on uh yep. where can people find your shit yeah, well first <laughs> off this is fucking awesome this is sweet <laughs> enjoyed our my, brother, the podcast you're welcome back you... anytime if, <laughs> yeah. you know and by Talk the way shit. when you have your book out let's do it again okay we'll, we can chat about that and do all this good stuff Fuck yeah, but it's just Austin Yoakum on everything. So it's like awesome. if people want to go see it. And I'll link everything it. up just in case. All right, brother. Thank cool. you so much for your time, bro. Oh, yeah. Things you own end up owning you.